Hello and welcome back to Black Hole Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're going to dive into a new series on Apple TV entitled Silo. I've been wanting to jump into this for a while. I have not had any time to do so, but I'm excited to finally put it on the roster. And good news, it's already been renewed for a season two. That is always a plus. And more of an indication on whether I'm going to watch the show or not. <laughs> Tired of the disappointment. But this series is based on a collection of novels by the same name. Actually, I thought it was called Wool. It is indeed. Huh. I wonder why they said it was of the same name. But that is neither here nor there. They were written by Hugh Howie. The premise of this show reads as in a dystopian future where a community exists in a giant silo that extends hundreds of stories underground, 10,000 people live in a society bound by regulations they believe are meant to protect them. The series consists of 10 episodes starring and recurring. There is a guest star list, but I will not be reading that one Rebecca Ferguson, which many may know from Dune as Juliet Nichols. Rashida Jones as Allison Becker. David, I'm probably going to butcher the last name here. Oya Loyo as Holston Becker. Common as Robert Sims. Tim Robbins as Bernard Holland. Glad to see he's still getting work. Harriet Walter as Martha Martha Walker, Abby Nash as Lucas Kyle, Rick Gomez as Patrick Kennedy, and China Chinaza Uchi as Paul Billings. Then we have Will Patton who stay working. I don't know if he's in a competition with Samuel L. Jackson on how many roles they can get over the years or within the same year but i'm pretty sure it's neck and neck at this point uh, but will Patton plays sam marnez ferdinand kingsley as george wilkins his ass was so fine and i was so upset when we met his uh when we saw what his future held that was depressing i needed to look at that for more than one episode Shane McRae as Knox, Billy Postlewaite as Hank, Chipo Chung as Sandy, Remy Milner as Shirley Campbell, Matt Gomez as Cooper, I guess, wait, it's Matt Gomez Hadaka, Ian Glenn as Dr. Pete Nichols, and Caitlin Zaz as Kathleen Billings. Quite a few people here <laughs> that are to be introduced because I think we only got maybe five people in that whole roster. Produced by Cassie Pappas, Jessica Blair, and Eric Avellino. Executive producers Graham Yost, Morton Tildum, Rebecca Ferguson, Nina Jack, Hugh Howie, Fred Golan. Remy 
Akbochan and Ingrid Escajeda. Cinematography by Mark Patton, David Luther, and Lori Rose. And edited by Hazel Bailey, Kristen Sandino, Taylor, Kenneth or Keith Henderson, and Jane Cooper. And I think now that credit has been given due, round of applause. Let's get into this first episode, Freedom Day. Let's go. Starting off, I thought this was an amazing premiere. Very good premise. It was very engaged. A lot of great acting. And I am already itching to get into the next one because the mystery's there. You've got some strong characters. And you already have an asshole you're just going to love to hate. And Tim Robbins does a good job of selling that face. That face that you want to punch into the nearest wall. So this premiere gets a 9.7 out of 10. We begin with the sheriff who is putting out some fake flowers before unscrewing an event in his room. Cut to his voiceover. We do not know why we are here. We do not know who built the silo. We do not know why everything outside the silo is like it is. We do not know when it will be safe to go outside. We only know that day is not this day. And I love how those words come back into the actual doctrine of the societal rules they've built upon anyone's request to go outside. After walking through the facility, he enters his office before writing a note to douse the flowers in front of the mayor. Then leaving another note along with his badge on the desk. His deputy is in early getting coffee and he asked to meet him in holding three, which we get the significance of later on where he promptly locks himself in the cell before throwing away the key. He tells Sam that he wants to see her and that he should have done this three years ago, but didn't listen. Sam begs him not to say the words. How about I do anyway? But he replies, Deputy Marnes, I want to go out. While he awaits his face, he sees a flashback to his wife, which we later learn is Allison Becker. Three years ago, Allison and Holston both eagerly await results, which eventually give positive news. Their reproductive clearance has been granted. Everything is on a very dated computer system. Something that would work on a server that would be far more are far less modernized than the ones we currently are using. Uh, Is this really the only time they can have sex or is this the only time they can have sex without pulling out? That was a question I had and I'm glad they answered it later. Which is valid for one year. 
the reproductive clearance, by the way. And they are advised to see their doctor, which they intend to do right after breakfast, where everyone knows their business and offers congratulations. I would hate that shit, too. I don't even let my mother know all my business. And you just go have it out in these streets? While he's not bothered by the people offering congratulations, even though later on he's like, yeah, I'm done with this. He is by Gloria showing up, who tries to interest Mrs. Becker on her fertility counseling, of which he isn't keen to listen to. And I'd like you to get the fuck out of here. She's considered rather the the silo nut who promises people hope for children and he thinks that it's a cruel method and that you don't want nothing to do with that crazy bitch at the doctors we learned that this reproductive clearance is offered more than once it would seem because she says it's our third and last time and that they have surgically implanted birth control Due to her age, it's her last chance to make a baby. But hey, in this day and age, you could still have some eggs after 38. It's not the absolute worst. (laughs) But certainly, we know that there are increased chances of other things. So I understand her concern. It is a little weird sometimes when I see male doctors that are gynecologists i don't know why but considering my knowledge of the history when i say i don't know why because clearly i do know why it's my knowledge of the history (laughs) of the success rate of pregnancies when and female female anything when men got involved versus when it was a all-female enterprise so I don't know maybe I'm just also someone who's weirded out by a male doctor when it comes to my gynecological needs (laughs) I certainly went for the females and even when my doctor wasn't available which he did get there by the time it was time to push her out it was another female doctor that took her place I think I didn't see almost any male doctors on that ward it's just women are going to feel more comfortable with women around those types of scenarios it's just an ingrained understanding that males just male doctors don't have and it it, it's not to say that male doctors aren't competent but there is a certain there is a different level of care i think that covers it some time goes by but her friend remains optimistic before bernard approaches allison about an article she posted with privileged it knowledge which is against the rules he took the post down and she calls him a fucking asshole put a pin right there because i forgot to mention in the last scene that he numbs her up before he takes out the birth control and he says that you're gonna feel uncomfortable and they take it out and it's it looks like this metal device i'm like wow one i've never seen a birth control put into your abdomen (laughs) i don't know why we would have had the 
the forethought i mean this could be a, a this is dystopian future i get it but i'm just thinking realistically most of us in this century know that if you get anything implanted it's in your arm <laughs> or it usually needs to be even if it's a, a shot it's put or an ied it's 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 just not in the stomach <laughs> just the odd place to put it uh but going back to her little indiscretion here she admits to holston that she knew you know her intentions were not the best but if people have more knowledge they can do more to help themselves and she feels a little confined by the rules and admits so over dinner a little rebellious spirit in her thinks that the judicial system is full of a lot of people that make up a lot of rules and we don't have any authority and i think that that's a natural inclination that certain people are going to feel i think with her a lot of things came within this last year a lot of self-revelation and analyzation uh, as well as you know proof <laughs> has 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 changed her her perspective from someone that he used to know to the person that he unfortunately lost but she has questions hey the rebels they they burned all of our history but how do we know that where's the proof of that and these rebels if they did in fact do that then why can't we ask any questions about before why can't we get any additional knowledge than what we already have and why is anyone found with relics as they stay from before times they are sent down to the mines you know all them workers down there in the mines are not just rebels though <laughs> there's a certain classism and i have a feeling that the higher you are up on the levels the better your life is versus the lower ones those are the the working class the never going to achieve much of anything in society kept oppressed as sheriff holston's job is to stop this kind of talk so he doesn't like it at his dinner table <laughs> and if the rule breakers decide to go above ground and open the door everyone is doomed in the silo so the pact is what we got i noticed that the diet consists mainly of dairy bread vegetables there is some heat given but it is things that are not like deep fried <laughs> and pork fat or anything at 174 days left they still haven't conceived and while she knows to stay optimistic it's clear she is not she's becoming a little pessimistic about the whole thing he and his deputy sam meet with the mayor about freedom day though the mayor is concerned about any fire paraphernalia if they allow people to release the uh i don't know what you call those but they have flames in them they're like lanterns but made of paper when assured that nothing wrong has ever happened before 
and thus this can't be that one percent chance she notices the projection outside hasn't been cleaned in a while and while she doesn't like for it to be clean people do need to be reminded of what it's like out there gloria approaches allison and asks if she is pregnant which oh relax dude take it easy man cool your beans bro i understand she's a fertility doctor so of course or counselor so she would come at you in the uh in the guise of wanting to know about your pregnancy but you could at least said hello how are you doing (laughs) how are things coming with conception after she declines her advice or even wanting to consider listening to her advice she says i need to talk to you privately i have a question at my house after turning on the water to disguise their conversation gloria knows that that allison is someone who wonders she's like how the fuck you know that well you just told me (laughs) at first she's able to brush her off because she's talking that conspiracy theory and while yes she does have that same question of did the rebels really burn off the book burn all the books she's thinking people are listening she keeps saying they (laughs) judicial yeah those motherfuckers right there also what was erased on the servers something ain't right she's like okay i'm gonna go out of this right now because clearly your question is are you down and i am not not down with the cause but one question does arrest her which is you need to ask yourself are you someone they would want to get pregnant and this really hits a chord within her she shares the conversation with her very loving husband who doesn't think gloria is in her right mind and even offers to send psych but she says no she's just clearly someone or agrees that she's someone who's just bitter about the fact that her and her husband didn't and couldn't conceive but she does want her husband to look into it though he won't on freedom day allison is given an assignment to go see george that requires her to be away some levels because this place is seemingly so huge that they have uh they have to actually consider it spending a day away that she would need to check into a hostel just to go see someone on another level that's crazy it is huge though the two have sex in his office because she does not want to still miss out on the opportunity of making a baby because she hasn't completely been disillusioned everyone is amused by this I think I would be more embarrassed. I'd be like, oh my God, how am I going to be able to look her in the face? (laughs) The aesthetics are appealing in this series thus far. Freedom Day shows the the width of the place. There's a reenactment of the rebels against the founders with the children watching who wouldn't allow poison gas to penetrate the silo indoctrinating the young minds about the rules of this place and why going outside is a bad idea and why continuing that earlier conversation 
of opening the the door outside was something that had to be stopped at all costs. The people carrying the baskets are called porters, which I enjoyed. When Allison gets to the door, she is greeted with a warmer than usual reception from George. She's never met before someone she's never met before he admits he printed her instructions on how to retrieve deleted files and has been trying to meet her for some time with repair requests until he finally stumbled upon this opportunity being freedom day and her husband being the sheriff that she would be the one sent in an effort to avoid suspicion of them meeting from judicial because everyone with sense knows to fear the man he admits someone came in a year ago with what would be considered a relic and while he was able to retrieve whatever was on it using her instructions he can't access it and requires her help he does know it's not anything on their system which means it came before the rebellion which is 140 years ago with some time she is able to decrypt the files and she could have just walked out the door at this moment considering who her husband is but it's that natural inclination that one would recognize in someone else is why he knew he could trust her with doing this and say hey i have something that's illegal that can get me sent to the mines can you help me open it he's like is there anything i can do uh not talk that would be great and also get me food lots of healthy food once they begin opening the files it shows things such as the blueprints for the silo which looks to be 20 levels at the time but we know it's much and they even bring up it's it's much much bigger than that while the mayor gives her speech about the crushing of those that would have destroyed them they have a moment of horn celebration before a moment of silence despite allison telling the man to destroy that shit immediately he continues to browse finding a tunnel in sector eight allison tries to rejoin the celebrations uh freedom day singing that horrible sounding anthem they could have dropped a beat on that but unfortunately things are changing in her brain and her brain chemistry about well something's going on with her instincts right you know how you just sometimes you know and then things keep happening that reinforce what you already know you just finally starting to connect with people that might have the same thoughts as you and you don't seem quite so crazy in bed later on when she mentioned she's tired because of the 70 levels she traveled god damn holston asks if she's all right he knows that things are are probably getting to her about the pregnancy she admits that she's not all right well actually she admits that was later on she admits that she no longer has a desire to have a child because they were starting to get all freaky but she's like this can't be fun for you and he's like i want to have a baby and she's like i did too but right now it's a chore and her focus has shifted as she considers what what exactly is this world that i'm bringing a child into 
as he becomes less and less of a a hope and i think hope has a big deal to do with her choices later on feeling unwell she pretends sickness and leaves work so that she can visit the only other person to indulge in crazy theories gloria the thing with the running water though girl is that if they hear it that in itself is suspicious and they already heard the first question that she asked when she got in the room whatever was said causes her allison to bail on work the next day and to go into the market to see george because she wants to see everything on that data that was hidden since there's no cell phones it's not like holston can uh drop a voicemail when wifey don't show up for dinner and then it's past uh past nine o'clock he in bed and she still ain't home before allison is ready to wrap it up she catches her eye catches one more file and it is of the cleaning which shows a lush healthy world outside love seeing the birds in the sky arrested in her glasses because that word hope is it blooms within her so all of these other things that are telling her something isn't right all of these other bits of misinformation or possible manipulation or clear manipulation we've coupled with this knowledge with this idea of hope completely overwhelms her her sense and she goes searching for truth but you can tell she's irreversibly changed in this moment walking home you see the weight of knowing there is an outside that this desolate reality where she is lacking any of that and that's what can happen if you you know children of men is a is a really good show that delves into the psychological effect of the absence of children and while they do it on a global level the idea of motherhood is so very natural not saying that everybody wants to because we know our society but in in a primitive type of culture which it feels as if this society for the most part everyone's got their job everyone does their job things are the way they are it doesn't seem like it's uh you know there's not a lot of anarchy chaos violence things like that things happen but it's usually something that is uh an accident or intentional so you would want the one thing you would have to look forward to is the creation of new life the the legacy the passing on and that she would lose that at the same moment in which she would find some reason to continue uh i think all of that really played heavily on her when she gets home she keeps the truth from her husband while she doesn't technically lie 
that's in this moment when he says is everything okay she says no but it will be he thinks this melancholy in the last year has been due to the progress of not having a child and it's something that they clearly and she clearly wanted she doesn't show up to her doctor's appointment and sent a note by porter that she wasn't coming to work when holston comes back home she has the water running and asks him to sit what the hell is going on she tells him that he doesn't listen i love you but you don't listen and knows that he needed proof so she presents it and i was wondering why she was looking a little unwell and then i realized that she took the knife and cut where her birth control was supposed to be removed and presents it as proof they didn't want us to have children i am not the type of person they would want to have children what do you mean by that so once again talking about the mental fragility here that allison is going through she's getting a lot of these truth bombs and she cannot separate what is real and what is not real because even if that footage because that was my question so even if that footage was from the before times before the 140 years and there's lush green outside who's to say when in those many years beforehand that would have been lush because they said they have the cameras pointed outside oh but she said that that's a that's supposed to be a projection that's not real hmm but i think the bigger question would be why wouldn't they want everyone to go outside wouldn't it be far more of a benefit to simply <laughs> uh just go out into the lush world instead of and 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 to see if it's poisonous or not but it clearly seems as if it's poisonous but we are getting a little ahead the enforcers behind the pack were never going to let them have a baby as i stated earlier because she isn't an obedient docile creature he runs to go get the doctor but is stopped on the way by sam who tells him allison is no longer at their house she's in the cafeteria bleeding out and fully aware of the lie that's being told at least in her mind and telling everyone else that they need to realize the truth she very much seems as if she's having a mental breakdown and even the doctor comes in and says look i've had many patients but the lie is still there and that's the part about the story that i feel holston didn't grapple onto. granted he was caught up in everything else but i would think within the two years and that probably is bothering him within the two years which has deadened him even further inside but i think there's something to loss and then hope because allison lost the idea lost the innocence that she was going to be able to conceive a child and then she finds out that not only can she is she not going to be able to conceive a child this entire time she hasn't due to 
machinations of forces that basically rejected her on the base level of you don't have the right criteria and considering this was a black woman that this happened to i felt it on some levels because we know that unfortunately until a a fairly fairly uh recent time being the 1970s somewhere along that that uh age i can't remember the exact year but many black women were sterilized by the government as undesirables and while there were others that were considered undesirables as well such as other people of color the majority were black women they were simply rejected by society and told that your genes are no longer (laughs) are not welcome and that that type of that type of betrayal i think is a huge part is another part of not not just the only part or the hugest part but a facet of why she simply could not stand any further to be where she was at because it's a place of lies and now she can no longer tell what is the truth from a lie and she has to find the truth out for herself which has her saying the doomed words i want to go out says them very loud very clear sam arrests her as the doctor tends to her wounds this devastates holston who listens as the mayor and sam try to think of a way to get a misheard hearing but holston knows the pack boils down to one rule if you want to go out you fucking go out he believes that the uh the idea that they were not going to have a baby broke her it did and it didn't i think i've gone into great detail about the emotional deception uh, and the glimmer of something real in the face of that gloria was arrested but deemed pretty much just a manic and bitter woman saying yeah i told her maybe she was being tricked but that's not a crime i will give kudos where they're due because many shows would oh the cop is emotionally compromised right now so he doesn't have to follow the law and can just beat up suspects or anyone else because you know he's in a bad place and they didn't go there he did not like this woman he clearly barely respected her and even when he went into her home he didn't slap her around and be like what did you do to my wife as other shows would do he maintained his professionalism and i like that my man's george covered his tracks well he knew they was gonna search him out he knew it as soon as he got that announcement oh shit (laughs) he's like i didn't see her ever again and apparently no one saw her go to his place in the market that day even though she was there for 24 hours okay maybe like 12 later in her cell allison admits she loves holston and would go back in a minute to her naive perception of things but knows that she can't do that she points out that no one likes to clean but that they all do 
then die with their corpses being displayed on the screen for everyone to see to be reminded of the tragedy of going out there so while while it hasn't happened in a while hence the lottery for attendance what the fuck (laughs) i love once it was determined there's nothing can be done to reverse this decision they go into the schematics it has occurred for those that are convinced there is something more so this seems to be a voluntary suicide but has the added benefit of reinforcing that there's nothing out there for them as well as getting the 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 resident to perform one last task which is cleaning the screen but there is the question and i still don't know if i fully have the answer of why they clean the screen because she points out that one man said he would rather eat a bullet than clean and yet when he went out there that's exactly what he did so she makes a deal with her husband if it's lush and green then she will clean and then find out what really has happened and come back for him she is given a white like vacuum suit with duct tape and toad <laughs> um and so that once she goes outside i don't think duct tape is good I, I just feel like that's not an effective way to seal that suit i'm just putting that out there but without knowledge you know maybe they don't realize and i'm not saying duct tape doesn't have its benefits and i know that it is a sealant i'm just not sure i just i don't know i don't know (laughs) just feels like they need to do something more with that suit and it's told that once she goes outside she is to clean though she is not forced to clean when he reads the edict out which begs the question indeed why does why do they clean you based on what you hear from allison she cleaned because it is truly lush out there but then how do you reconcile with what you're seeing with what is contradicting what they said because <laughs> i still can't wrap my head around that she cleaned she thought she's saying that she saw lushness but we all witness with our eyes her perish unless that was but that i mean it, it seemed very live i don't know she left all of us with that bug in our ear and now i'm confucius she did have a helmet placed on her head before she was led into a room where it seems like they depress depressurized And then she was allowed out of the exit. Everyone watches as she heads outside, cheering her on because in a way they want to root for optimism. She cleans the camera, which allows everyone inside to finally be able to get a clearer look on the outside, even though it's a bleak looking landscape. Then she passes out, but then gets back up and everyone cheers before she falls once again and this time she's not moving she looks dead the mayor and sam got something going on i noticed some flirty looks earlier but then she grabbed his hand and she looked like she was genuinely she was genuinely sad about the whole entire thing like she wasn't 
constructing this just to to inflict this type of pain it's just more like if you have a death wish we're gonna honor it and i think that is something there's something to be said about that like we're not keep there's that idea of not having the illusion of um freedom or there is the how do i'm mixing up how i want to say this uh it's almost like the the equivalent of having a whole bunch of cameras around to deter people from doing stupid stuff so they have these screens around to tell everyone look it's bad outside don't go outside it's horrible people have died you can see their corpses um but i suppose the with them pointing out that the screen is covered up maybe people forget about that being the reality and start to believe otherwise or it is not the reality um i just can't reconcile the the clear death i felt (laughs) and it's been three years she ain't came back and she ain't moved from that one spot i don't know what kind of trickery they could pull but on those computers i'm not sure how elaborate it could be so you have to think in this moment what changes his mind he watched his wife die he believed firmly in the right of what he was saying he even took the capsule back to the doctor and the doctor's like oh yeah we needed this to keep it open for so and so i would have been calling bullshit on that but he's a man he don't know and something has changed his mind about it and it doesn't feel as if he has maybe he has been lingering thoughts on the birth control thing going over everything she ever said before because why wouldn't you there's a detail i skipped over when we pick up two years later also i felt like i would have resigned my position after that the grime has once again caked up on the outside view and george with his death going over a rail at level 120. Woo, you know he did. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. Has led to our current moment, which finds our sheriff in a cell, the same very cell his wife was in when she requested to be let outside. George got transferred to mechanical and while his cause of death is undetermined by one Hank, an engineer is calling murder. They walk down to mechanical, which takes them a whole day where Hank, the deputy shows them the body and they're told the engineer that made the accusation is busy with the generator. And since it keeps everyone alive, I think that she's entitled to be focused on (laughs) a faulty generator sam is talking to holston a little in the future after this meeting saying that whatever he and juliet which is the engineer spoke has changed him he was dead inside and all of a sudden you're you're different and he said Juliet had nothing to do with it. I finally listened to Allison. I want to go be with her. 
and he points out that she's right fucking there and he says i love you old man and i'm not going to tell you what she said however whether that's her outside or not i'm done and i have to know the truth for myself and that's where we end the episode so there's a lot of ideas floating around the most obvious is whoever is the enforcers behind the pack because there seems to be the judicial system and then there seems to be what is a part of the pact and i feel like they're different judicial feels more like the enforcers and the pack feels more like the mayors of each sector or each you know however many levels the politicians part of the the you know one step further down from the true power and i wonder how high up literally that that power base goes i definitely think that tim robbins character is somewhere in the up to no good category it i think that that is interesting because it allows for people to communicate with each other but it is very much uh monitored restricted and considering we're living in a world right now where we're banning books probably even wanting to burn some books get rid of some type of ideas out there that are not compatible with other people's just because that this is this is a good series to explore some of those ideas and the the downfalls the the way in which keeping such things from the public can be detrimental for a said public (laughs) uh i want to know what the minds look like because while i don't know too much about silos i know they don't come with minds (laughs) So I want to know what that fate is like. I'm sure we're going to get more into the classism divide. And I want to know what Juliet's story is. And why is she coming forward? And why is that going? And how is that going to be tied into the rest of the season? If you want to send feedback, blackrecouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black or magic.